to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today. And I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. I extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples here today. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspired by Yarra. This is a podcast created to enhance, connect, and inspire the Yarra Valley Grammar community and beyond. So wherever you might be tuning in from today, I want to thank you for being part of this community. My name's Paul Joy, and it is my privilege to sit down each episode with a yog, a Yarra old grammarian, to explore the twists and turns of life and how they've taken the inspiration from their time at Yarra and developed and grown that into a life. The highs, the lows, the ups and the downs. And our guest today has all of that and more. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Rob Drew from the class of 2000. Many of you listening to this will know of Rob, whether you were in his same era of schooling here at Yarra. In fact, part of the Year 7 cohort where girls first came in at Year 7. All eight of them. (laughs) Or indeed through the old grammarian footy club or the various committees and community groups that he's part of and supported and or perhaps he's rung you up and you've chatted on the phone and he's helped you with this or that or, or maybe even you've guided him in that or this and he's a real people person and it was my pleasure, absolute pleasure to sit down with Rob and I begin our conversation today just asking him at what point in his school journey did he start at Yarra? And I encourage you to grab hold of some of the nuggets that he will share with us today. Enjoy this conversation with Rob Drew. When did you start at Yarra? Thanks very much for having me, Paul. Um, it's great to, great to be back at the school. The facilities here now are unbelievable. Um, I started back in grade four. I think it was 1993 or 1994. It was a long time ago. And what do you remember of the the uniform in junior school? Were you uh, wearing shorts? Did you have to wear a tie? Do you remember wearing a hat? Yeah, we didn't. It wasn't compulsory back then to wear a hat. And I think in junior school we had shirts, but it was a sort of flat collared shirt. Uh-huh. And we, we still had exactly the same jumper as they wear to this day, but it was grey. Okay, right. And, and so it was shorts as well. Shorts, yes. And were you uh, prefer to wear shorts all year round? Like, are you wear shorts anytime you can? Uh, no, I stuck pretty much to the rules. So you did the, the shorts in summer and then they switched straight over to the pants. I always preferred the shorts though. Yeah, absolutely. There's some freedom there and uh, and probably when you're falling over because you're playing on the oval and there's a bit of mud, it, uh, it, it washes off a little easier. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, those junior school days, often towards the end of junior school, uh, there are camps and, uh, and they can be really special times. Do you remember from a junior school perspective, was there a camp that you went on that you can remember where you went? Yeah, the best one, we there was two really good ones that stood out. We did one called Forest Edge Camp. Mm, I know Forest Edge. Yeah, uh, we did that. I think it was grade five and that was that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, a lot of flying foxes and uh, creeks and stuff we played in. That, that was good fun. And then we did one down in Portsea yes. uh, at the Portsea Camp down there and- uh, our family 
have holidayed a lot down there, so it was just it was just nice to get down there and sort of see something familiar but different, if you know what I mean. Yes. Moving from junior school here at Yarra into year seven, the secondary school, a lot of your friends come with you and then all of a sudden they come from everywhere. How was, do you remember that transition? Was it something you were excited about having all, all these new people and potential friends or were you sort of a little bit more, hang on, who are you to come into, this is my school, this is our place. Was it exciting or was it daunting? No, that, it was exciting. Uh one of the main reasons it was exciting was I grew up just down in Wonga Park, which is obviously very close, and I came from Wonga Park Primary School mm. in grade four. So a lot of my friends from the primary school days came here in year seven. Right. Uh, so it was great to catch up with them because I actually hadn't spent much time with them in those few years. Yeah. So it was funny to see who I reconnected with and who I didn't, and I, I really enjoyed that. And I felt really at home, and you, I think coming from the junior school to the senior school, and knowing people coming in, yeah. you sort of take a bit of ownership of it and feel, oh, this is now this is my place. I'll show you around, and so I felt really good about that. So, do you feel that you were one of those who, who, I guess, took the newcomers under your wing a little bit, and because you were probably more confident, you you knew your way around basically, yeah. And so you you were the friend of many, and uh, and you said, come along for the ride. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think so. Yes. And it was a funny year that year because we were the first year seven to have girls. Okay. So we had eight girls, I think, come right, in. So right. everyone was sort of <laughs> fussing over the girls. Yes. And plus we had obviously all the new guys come in. So it was good. That was an exciting time. For sure. And do you recall any of the – looking back now, there's actually uh, intentionality around it and strategy around how did they mix up or combine or were there activities or trips or camps to help Year 7 – become a new group? I don't really remember. Mm, okay. Uh, I think it, it all just seemed to happen pretty naturally. Um, everyone found their friendship groups pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. But now from memory, it just happened naturally. One of the big things that does happen at Year 7 is you're welcome into the secondary school and that leads fairly quickly into Saturday sport. Was Saturday sport something that you... Uh, loved and really looked forward to, or was that something that you know, oh no, not again? No, I really enjoyed it. Uh, sport was is and always has been a massive part of my life. So I was involved in a lot of sporting clubs before I came to Yarra. Um, and the Saturday sport, a lot of the better sportsmen, I guess, didn't like it because it took them away from their club. Yes. But it was something that I enjoyed. Uh, I played tennis my whole junior life. And getting into high school gave me a chance to play cricket. Uh-huh. Uh, so I loved that because I'd never played cricket going in there. Um, and the footy side was just another game of footy. So, yeah, I, the Saturday sport was something I, I loved and thrived on. And if you think of five or six years of Saturday sport, can you take us to a moment where maybe you took a mark and the siren went and you had the chance to, to get your team back in front or there was a... a a game where you served four aces in a row or is there a special moment that you thought, oh, yes, I'm, I'm good at this? <laughs> There's probably two. Uh, my brothers were both older than me and I was lucky enough in year eight, the year eight to year nine Christmas holidays, I made my first cricket debut in between year eight and year nine and yes. that was Bart, my brother's year. So I got to play cricket with all of them. Great. And 
I just felt really proud of that because mm. they were his friends and I was playing with all them. So that and, was and great. And you can match it with them. That's right. So I looked up to them. That's a big step. Yeah. yeah really so good. I was very young and they took me under their wing. Mm. And I'm, I'm still great friends with them all now, which is which is great. And then the school, uh, the f- first footy, um, my debut uh, was year 10 for that. And I kicked mm. six on debut. Oh. <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, I remember that. Welcome and, aboard. Yeah. I might have been year nine. I can't remember what year it was, but it was just a great day. And I just was thinking, gee, this is good going. And then the next week when I thought it was all easy, I, I uh, we had work experience and I was doing work experience at a gym and I did a workout with the personal trainer. First time I've done the day before a game, next match, couldn't lift my arms. <laughs> I don't think I got a kick. <laughs> Oh, dear. So they, they call it, uh, well, rags to riches, but that's in reverse, isn't Correct. it? You, you've come out flying <laughs> and, and big expectations. Yep. Now, you're still connected with some of your Yarra mates now. Yep. Um, do any of them tell the same story of you six on debut or is that just your own story and you're just making it up? <laughs> uh, probably not because uh, a lot of them are still playing years footy. Yes, yes. And a lot of them wouldn't give me credit. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. But um, no, it was just that was just a good day. Yeah, that is a good day. That's a really good day. And there's no question that um, both those occasions where you're effectively playing up, you're playing with with guys that are older than you, and if you can perform at that level, then you're you're really you earn some credibility amongst them. Yeah. And then when you come back to your own mates. And somebody above you in terms of level of the school knows you and recognises you and and almost appreciates you because of what you can do on the sporting field. There's a certain esteem associated with that, and 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 you feel good about that. And and I wonder how you balance that. I really enjoy being with those older guys because I'm contributing and they're appreciating me, and and it makes me feel good. And then coming back to your own kind of cohort and your own friends, was that a, a difficulty for you or were you happy to swing between both and easily moved? I think I swung pretty well between them. Uh, I mean, the captain of that first team that I was in, who was obviously a bit older, ended up being the best man at my wedding. Ah, great. Uh, and then uh, uh, Ash Midland from the year above was also another man who was the, I had co-best men. Mm-hmm. So they were both best men, so they were older. But then, um, yeah, I've still got some amazing friends out of my year. So it was, I had a, a bit of an interesting, um, I guess, time at Yarra where, because I had the older brothers as well, I had just friends yeah. all the way through. Through various year levels. Correct, yeah. yeah. So that, that was good. Do you put that down a little bit to uh, your experience and exposure or is it something to do with your own character and who you are in terms of, yeah, you know, I, I think people might have that opportunity, but if they're if they're judgy or if they're um, a little bit, it's all about me, me, me. Then they're probably not going to have that acceptance. But what do you think is a part of your character that helps you to be able to flow between different groups of people, which you probably still do now, from a, a personal and a social and a family and a business and a you know and your your history and you're able to move fairly smoothly between all those groups. What are some attributes that you would say help that to happen? Uh, I think I just, I really like people mm. and I like watching it and observing differences in people. And so in those days, 
hanging around with people in my own age group was fantastic. We were all had the same interests, but then I also like almost like to look up to the people that were older than me and learn what they're doing in their life to, mm. to see what I can do differently. So it was, it's one of those things where I like, just like being around people and learning. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking about learning, this is the inspired by Yarra podcast and Yarra is, is a school, but it's much more than that. But if we think about the learning side of school and, and probably the formal in the classroom, where were the in, in the secondary school and maybe middle into senior school as well, where were the subject areas that you enjoyed being and, and maybe because you did well in? Uh, I wasn't a great student. Okay. I wasn't a great student. And I came to Yarra Valley in grade four because I was behind. Right. So my parents sent me to Yarra Valley to, there was a teacher that sort of worked with people to get their English up to speed. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where I started. That was the journey at Yarra. My other two brothers started in year seven. Mm-hmm. So I came a little bit early. So uh, the probably the thing that I enjoyed most about Yarra Valley was a lady called Mrs. Weghorn who took it, uh, I think called extra English mm-hmm. and all my friends call it veggie English. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just filled us who were a bit behind with confidence and she'd tell you that there were all sorts of different skills in life and she'd really help you understand where you're at. Yeah. And uh, that helped us get up to speed. Yeah. No doubt. So, um, I mean, I tried to leave Yarra a few times because my academic was behind. I struggled, but I was so glad I stuck it out, and she was probably one of the main reasons that I stuck it out, and the sporting side. Yeah. So it's a little bit about somebody who you respect, a teacher, having a belief in you and giving you the time and encouragement and, I guess, developing self-belief that if you keep applying this, you're going to make it. Yep. And it's not about the numbers, but you stuck at it. You got through and you, you yeah, it would be VCE, you finished your VCE, what happened next? Well, from there, I, I was going to take a year off and Dad said, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually got into landscaping right. uh, through someone I knew from football again and uh, got into that, did that for quite a while. So when you're landscaping, are you on the end of a, a of a shovel? Are you on in a bobcat? Are you yeah, tipping all, trucks? All are manual, you... all manual. Okay. Labor. So I did that for five or six years, and then uh, injured my knee a couple of times playing footy. Had a couple of knee reconstructions, so that was really out. Mm-hmm. So I was at a bit of a loss then. And uh, one of my friends, another one I'd, I'd met through football, put me into into sales. And from then, the rest sort of took off. Right, right. And I guess some people would say sales, that's all about business and numbers. and But you might say sales is actually about people. And those skills that you were practising as a young uh, student, interacting with different people and your love of people, perhaps would you say that that's why you're good at sales? Yep. Yeah. And I would say getting back to Yarra Valley, the network that I've made at Yarra Valley has mm. been a key um, driver to success. I've used the network here, I'd say as well as anyone could have, uh-huh. um, from all different um, walks in life. That, and the network here has been very kind to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I went and coached the Valley Old Boys Footy Club after my footy career finished. And using that network has been unbelievable to me. Mm. And I, I probably got more out of this school than, than even the high academics who, because I've stuck with it and I've, and I've, huh. um, I know a lot of people here now, and it, and I think that's to me. If someone was to say, "Tell me about Yarra Valley, your time there," I'd say it's the networks that you meet. It's, yeah, it's it's very very deep and very strong. You meet some great people. So, I don't want to I don't want to um, dumb it down to being a strategy, but people who are listening to this are more than likely yogs or they are parents of current students, you talk about network, and, and I agree with you, there's a, an ever-increasing, growing, strong network. How does one m- make good use of the network? Is it about you need a plumber, so you ring up somebody within who's got Yarra Valley Grammar kind of in their connections, and so you use a Yarra plumber, or, or is it job opportunities? What does it mean to use the network? So I've used the network in, in a lot of ways. So yes, if there's a plumber and you know and they're in your net in the Yarra community, use them hundred okay. percent. Right. But it's a lot deeper than that. It's getting to know people in the Yarra community, knowing what they do, knowing what's made them successful, getting trust with them, getting a friendship with them. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, if you looked at the especially the Yarra Old Grammarians Footy Club. There's a lot of incredibly successful families there and great people. I'd know everyone quite intimately. You know mm. them very well. So they trust you. And if something comes up which is in my business interest or in the alternatively I have an interest that might, might help them out, you use them and even you just sit with them and, and chat to them about it. Mm. All of a sudden you're getting knowledge, you get your you are getting uh, advantages, I guess, in, in moving forward in your own life, but you're just learning so much. Mm. And um, using that Yarra network, I think it's one thing you say to everyone, don't just walk away from this school. Even if you didn't love being a student here, the people here are incredibly good and uh, you can get a lot out of it. Mm. That's really, really significant because, and I would say every now and then we talk about the connections that continue to happen after you leave school. But most of our conversation, to be fair, when it comes to the school, would be a foundation that uh, the, 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 the person has made by being a, a student here. But really you're opening up the notion of it's more than a school. Yep. It's, it's friends and that's important, but it's also the potential for growth personally and maybe from a business perspective and a career perspective, but it all comes down to people. Yeah. So if I offer the phrase the Yarra spirit, does that resonate? Does that mean anything? Because, I mean, I've been part of this community for more than 10 years and early on people talked about this kind of intangible culture or feeling or and, and I think we've kind of started to call it spirit, the Yarra spirit. What does the Yarra spirit mean to you? I, th- I think the Yarra spirit is just uh, a group of really great people. And and if you look deeper and find that great, that the great people within it that suit your lifestyle, mm. 
then you're going to go a long way. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a big question. It's a loaded question, but um, I'll give you an example of, of what I see the Yarra spirit being. There's there's a gentleman at the Yarra Old Man's Footy Club whose son plays Rory Chipman. His old man, Nick Chipman, he's been on the board at PwC. He's a great businessman. Um, I mean, if you said he's, he's 25 years older than me, you said, Rob, he's going to be a mentor of yours. I'd go, he wouldn't even give me that time of day. Mm. He's, he's on another level. Yes. Um, but we've chalked up this great friendship and he mm. almost mentors me now. Right. And I'd say that's the era spirit. Yeah. He's seen me, I'm having a go, and he's gone, he's a nice guy. Let's build this friendship up. And as we build a, more than a friendship now, we've, we've sort of built a bit of a partnership where I can ring him and just chew the fat with him. Yes. And he's coming in to me and my business partners in a couple of weeks and going to walk us through where he sees it, the next step to our business. Right. So that to me is the Yarra yeah, spirit. That, that's a beautiful example yeah. of it, it's also about it's giving and receiving, isn't it? Yeah. Because you as as a coach to, to potentially some younger kids as well, you're giving to them and you're seeking to use whatever wisdom you've developed which has been handed down to you and you've tried it and you've mucked it up and you've tried again and, and they've counselled you through that and, and then you continue to, to, I guess, pay it forward. It's a, it's a great model and, and I like that um, description of the Yarra spirit. I wonder whether we might move now to what I like to call the lightning round where there's some short and sharp, quick-fire questions, some which will be uh, top of mind and others will be, you know, maybe a whole sentence to answer it. Tell me, what house were you in when you were at Yarra? Plumber. And were plumber any good back in your day? Yeah, we, we won most things. We did won the you? swimming and athletics, I think, most years. And where did you give the best contribution? Was it swimming? Was it uh, athletics? Was it um, cheering? <laughs> I was a brilliant, in the swimming, I was brilliant in the Bs. So okay. I'd win the Bs, they'd put me up to the As and I'd come last. Okay, but good in the Bs. <laughs> good in the Bs. Well, we always need somebody in the Bs. <laughs> That's right. You get as many points for winning a B, don't you? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Do you recall whether you're on stage or in the audience, was there a musical or a drama or a performance? In junior school, I was in the choir, but no, in high school, nothing. And do you do you think that the... The teachers helped you choose not to be in the choir anymore? <laughs> I would say so. Once <laughs> yes. that voice broke, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you lived in Wonga Park. How did you travel to school? Is that walking distance or was it a, a, no, a, a bus? No, it's a five-minute drive and mum generally took us uh, and then she'd pick us up as well. Yeah, okay. We were very well known for being the last people picked up. So oh. mum was a 4.30 picker-upper. Okay. <laughs> and so how do you spend your time there? Is it... Uh, I don't know, throwing throwing stones at each other? Is it uh, just because you wouldn't have had a phone to nah, sit on back then? Nah, you'd have to walk down to the sick bay where there was a, oh, uh, yes. a pay phone and you'd ring her and she wouldn't answer. <laughs> the pay phone? Yeah. What is a pay phone? It's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> you don't see too many anymore, do you? You don't. You don't. So you had to keep a little bit of change to be able to slot it in to make a call to say, Mum, where are you? That's right. <laughs> um. <laughs> What was in your lunchbox? Was there a regular go-to? Was it, you know, maybe it was always mum made sure there was a piece of fruit or did you make your own lunch or? No, there was always uh, a Vegemite sandwich, apple, muesli bar, and sometimes just something a bit sweet. Yes. Yeah. Bit of a treat every now and then. Yeah. Yep. 
Excellent, excellent. What was your first car? Uh, a 89 Hyundai XL. Uh-huh. Colour? White. And White. I actually two-door, four-door? Four-door. I actually wrote it off oh. turning into this school. Oh, no. There's yeah. a story here. Yeah, and we flipped a couple of times. I had my girlfriend in the car at the wow. time, and she broke her back. So Goodness. Yeah. Um, she, she recovered fine, though. And the car? The car was dead. No good. <laughs> no. Are you going a bit fast if you flipped it a few no. times? So I actually got waved through. Yes. Where the traffic was built up. Yeah. And I turned in and the, a car overtook down the parking lane oh. just at gate A there. Yeah. Wow. So I was going about two kilometres an hour. But I should have stopped and looked. Goodness me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> traffic is an issue out there now. And I often would stop and let you know let them come in because it banks back and so you go. But I, I, I guess now there's probably even more cars out there now that there is no way to sneak down the parking lane nowadays. But that that's quite a... Yeah, it was full on. Early in the day, beginning of the day. Yeah, first thing. Wow. She was two years younger, so mm. I was dropping her off. Mm. Yeah. Goodness me. Well, I'm glad everybody's okay. <laughs> Once we're able to travel the world again, is there a place where either you want to go or you would recommend for us to go? Me and my wife want to take the three boys to Canada for a white Christmas. That's probably nice. the goal. Yeah, yeah, that sounds beautiful. <clears throat> If uh, I was coming over to your place for dinner and you're the chef, what's the go-to? Do you have a, uh, a signature dish? Probably takeaway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had some friends over for a barbie last weekend and they didn't rate my barbecue skills oh, too Oh, okay. okay. Maybe some homemade pizzas. All right, all right. <laughs> Take me out of the equation now because I don't think I want to come anyway. <laughs> you can uh, invite three guests from any time in history, any era, any background, dead or alive, who would come to your place? Who would you like on the invite list? Good question. Uh, I would say I'm massively into sport, as you've probably noticed. Uh, I'd probably keep it current and go for Tiger Woods. Yes. Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. And probably James Hurd, just to, to spice it up a bit and yes. pick his brain. Tiger Woods coming to a few dinners from people who I've asked that same question. So he's going to be busy yes. interacting with the Yarra community and, and we would welcome that. He'll need a good home-cooked meal after the weekend, I'd say. It, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, that's very good. Tell me, uh, if, if you would, of I know academics was not your strong suit, but is there a, a piece of work that you're particularly proud of? Uh, Maybe it was one that you really tried and you got it back and you tried again and you got it back. Uh, maybe a maths test that you did better at than you thought of. Is there a, a moment where you go, oh, actually, I, I did okay at that? Uh, nothing that sticks out. Maths, I was always okay at maths. Right. So I guess I guess probably the maths projects was what I succeeded the most at. Yes. But <clears throat> nah, nothing really sticks out. Okay. Um, where did you like to hang out in terms of your maybe secondary school, was it at the CAF? Was it uh, hanging out in a social space or, or dare I say, maybe kicking a footy on the oval? Where was, a, like at lunchtime, if we were looking for Rob Drew from the class of 2000, where would we find you? Uh, probably playing a bit of marks up down on the oval. Yeah. Or, yeah, or just hanging around the locker rooms, I guess. Um, yeah, no, nothing 
I don't think there was any particular spot. Yeah. I'd probably go up to the can. Uh, it was the canteen back in those days and try and scum some money because okay. mum and dad would never give me money for that canteen. <laughs> and and what was a go-to? Was there, like, if you got some money, what, what did you want to buy? Was it a, you know, we've heard of pasta, we've heard of some of the snacks, we've heard of, you know, icy poles. What, what would you, if you had it, what would you want to go and no, choose? No, there was either the 50-cent dimmies, they were always, always a winner, or uh, even just a strap of licorice. Uh-huh. I was pretty simple. Yeah. <laughs> I think simple simple is effective. Simple is good. Simple is good. You, you've you mentioned some of your uh, peers and others from the Yarra community who, who have had a, an experience of success. W- what does success mean? And, and I know it's a multi-layered um, question, but what would you consider to be success? Uh, I, I look at... I've got probably four really close friends I still catch up with from my year and, and a couple from near below. Uh, and I just look at them and say they've, they've got a successful business. They've got a beautiful wife and two or three kids each. Mm. Um, that happy family life is, is a success. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you want to you wanna make the money to, to give them as much as you can, but as long as everyone's happy and comfortable, mm. that, that's success to me. Yeah, sure. In order to get to there, there's probably some speed bumps and maybe a pothole or two that you've, in your own journey, have had to encounter. Can you tell us a little bit about a, a time when it didn't go well and what did you do in that situation in terms of whether it be bouncing back, pivoting, uh, swiveling? What, what's a challenge that you experienced and how did you work through it? Yeah, I think I touched on it earlier. I, I was straight into landscaping out of school and it was something I envisaged doing probably long term and then had the two knee reconstructions with footy and mm. you, you sort of left holding the bag there. I couldn't I couldn't do it anymore. It was as simple as that. And I had to pivot pretty quickly there. Uh, financially, I wasn't going too well. I was work, living week for week, really enjoying the, the party life back in the early 20s. Uh, so, yeah, you have to sort of have a look at yourself and... Um, chat to dad and and sort of work out what's next, and then obviously got into the sales and yeah, it went from there. And and it's it's been not all smooth sailing, but pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's been that's good. great. That's great. If I offer a phrase to you, I wonder whether you can tell us what it means, and then what does it actually mean? Lavavi Oculus. Can you remember what that means? Yeah, lift your eyes to the hills. Yeah, so. Our school motto, lift up your eyes. What what did it mean, if anything, and what does it mean? At school, I don't think you really put much time into thinking about what it meant at all. You just thought of, you lift your eyes to the hills where the, where the school's situated. But now you look at it and go, you lift your eyes to the hills, you're moving forward. It's all about moving forward. And I don't think that saying means you're ever going to reach it. I think you... You, mm. you lift your eyes to those hills, it's always on the horizon. So keep striving for it. Mm. So even if you make it to the point that you can see, once you get there, you can see further again yep. and keep striving. Yep. Keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. I always like move that. forward. I like that. Um, you don't strike me as one who, but you could surprise me uh, as a reader. Is there a book that you would recommend, maybe one you've read in the last, 
six months? I'm not a reader at all. Okay. Uh, probably Andre Agassi uh-huh. biography. That was that was a good one. Yeah. But once again, did I you get that on audio book? No, no, I read it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, it's not something that I do very regularly. Yeah. And to be honest, I don't really have the time. Yeah. By the time you get out from work, put the kids down, you're yeah. reading a few pages of the book. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, technology is more and more a part of our experience and, and life. What are two or three apps that are the most used on your phone? Uh, this one's going to be sad, but the most used app on my phone at the moment is a Toy Story app <laughs> that my son got me and my wife into. It's a bit like a, a Tetris-y type of game. And now me and her are both hooked on it. Okay. <laughs> Toy Story. All right. Yep. Yep. Uh, and the other apps... My ATV tennis app, that gets a good working out. Okay. So still interested in tennis? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, anything sport. So I get a lot of notifications on my phone for all the sports results. Uh-huh. So, yeah, it's yeah massive good. interest in, in my life. Good. Tell us a little bit about your connection to Yarra now. Uh, you've told us about your friendships and they're yep. still very strong there. How else are you still connected to the school? Um. I'm still connected with the Yarraville Old Boys Footy Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stepped down as coach at the end of last year, okay. um, but still involved there. I do. I don't even know what you'd call my role there now. I'm sort of a consultant to the committee, I guess you'd probably say. Okay. Um, I have a lot of strong relationships with the past players at that footy club as well, so I'm working on something there to get the past players mm-hmm. back involved. Uh, and in regards to the school... Um, I don't have a huge involvement here. I was on the OGS. I was the treasurer of the OGS committee for for a short term. Now it's really just Rosie rings me and says, I need your help. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she's great. So I I try and help when I can. Terrific. Terrific. Well, we really appreciate that. And, uh, and I personally, but also we, the, the inspired by Yarra podcast listening community have benefited from our time together today as well. I wonder if uh, you might tell us a little bit about if life goes really well for the next three years on Planet U, what's happening for you? Where are you at? What are you doing? What have you appreciated and enjoyed in the next three years? Because it's all going really well. In the next three years, we'll have two of the three kids at school. Mm. I'm really looking forward to seeing them get to school. Uh, The first, our eldest Spence is just, that started kinder this year, he's four-year-old, and that's been really good. So getting them to school, seeing them happy, um, and really just enjoying watching watching the family grow. That's really the most enjoyable thing, and, and, and continually watching the business grow. The business is, is going from strength to strength, so mm. they're the two real goals and the mm. real focus at the moment. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate that. In the midst of all of the success and albeit it's hard work and effort, is there a, a personal, um, whether it's a habit or a character trait or a rhythm or routine that is part of your regular that helps you to be your best version of you? Yep. So my, I'm incredibly punctual. Okay. So um, I will be at work every morning on at 7.30 on the dot. Right. I'll generally leave at exactly the same time every day and I'll generally have lunch at exactly the same time. My, my friends laugh at me saying, it's 12 on the dot, draw will be at lunch. And so you are? I am. Wow. 
so I keep everything. Everything in my life really revolves around the clock. Yeah. And that just keeps me grounded and just keeps me, um, yeah, I guess, uh, working, working, I don't know what the word is, just, just in a, in a good rhythm, I guess. Yeah. Can I, can I ask a little bit more about that? Yeah. Is that you set the schedule or is it somebody else telling you you've got to be somewhere? No. I, I set the schedule. Okay. Yep. And yep. do you allow buffer time? Because how do you get from one place to the other if, if you're on the road, for example, or one meeting to another or one responsibility to another? How does that work if, if like, if, if I hold you back here too long, what does that mean? Or will you say, sorry, Paul, it's time for me to go? I'll generally say, sorry, it's time for me to right. go. Um, I, I keep pretty strict to it. I yeah, I, it. I, it's just a, I'm just a man of routine. Yeah, yeah, and, okay. And, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm never late to anything. So That's so good. Yeah. So that's just that's just how I am. Yeah, and, and so your mates even, would back you up on that, wouldn't oh, they? Oh yeah, they're <laughs> they're like Rob. It, this party's starting at six. Don't get here at quarter two. Yes, because I'm always a little bit early. They okay. are just they just know I'm anal about it. Yeah, right. Because I must admit, I got a notification to say you had arrived, and I thought, crikey, <laughs> like, but yeah. that's part of who you are. Yep, and that's part of your not only your character, but you would say part of your strength. And it's helped you to to make progress. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Well, I'm going to ask one final question, and it's a two-part question because I know you've got to get moving. (laughs) (laughs) And that is, what is the one question that you really wished I had asked you about or the area that you wanted to explore? And then can you answer that question? Uh, No, I think we've covered a fair bit. Mm. Um, No, there's there's nothing else really. no, I think we've covered my work. We've covered the school, the time, um, my friends. Your friends, yes. Um, the network. I think the network's the thing I take most out of Yarra Valley. Mm. Um, yeah, no, we've covered most of it. I know, and I, I that was my last question, but I know you're not a reader, but do you? is there a quote or a, a an affirmation or a something that inspires you that and, and it sounds to me like you probably don't write it down in your journal every day, but, uh, you know, is there something that... I am big on quotes. Okay. Big. So the, the Can guys, you give us one or two? The guys who I co- um, coach in footy would... Oh, so in your in your half-time address, your inspirational three-quarter time in the huddle, you'll come out with a quote? Probably more in the lead-up to yeah, a game. Yeah, good, something thoughtful and inspirational. Yeah. What so, do you got? This one here is probably the last one I left the footy guys with, and it was you have what it takes to be the best you can be. Mm. So I think a lot of people, and especially during COVID, struggled to be the best they could be because they almost gave up. Yeah. So I think people just need to understand they have what it takes to be the best they can be. They've just got to do it. Yes. So that's probably a quote that I I really like. I I do too. So you've actually got, whether you're a, 15, 16-year-old student who might be listening to this or a 30, 40, 50-year-old or more, you've actually got what you need. You've got what it takes. What it relies on is you making the decision to say, I'm going to go for it and then applying yourself. As long as you give it everything you got, Mm. that's all all you really need. Mm. And some people might reach to be the Prime Minister, the, the other person, the best they can be is a janitor. But mm. if that's the best they can be, then 
Fantastic. Go for it. Congratulations. You've done it. Yes. Rob Drew from the class of 2000, thank you. Thank you for your generosity of time. Thank you for this little moment. And uh, and I hope that we haven't made you run late to the next one. <laughs> no, all good. Thanks for sharing. And as you mentioned, we really did travel around a whole range of different areas. And, and I, for one, am looking forward to the chance to do it again. Thank you for your reflection on your time at Yarra and how that has helped you to become the man that you are and the, the father and the husband and the mate and the coach and the uh, consultant and counsellor and supporter and cheer squad and all of the things that you are and the different hats that you wear. And thanks for sharing some of your wisdom and insight with us today. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. And there you have it. What did I tell you? A real people person, connected and listens well, responds well, wants to help, wants to do the best he can not only for his family and his business, but also for the people that he interacts with. He's a supporter, he's a cheerer, he's a guide and a counsel and a consultant and whatever he can do, I feel there's a generosity of spirit in the man who is Rob Drew from the class of 2000. Really inspired by Yarra and the connections and the community of Yarra and now absolutely giving back again and again and again. If you found this conversation engaging and helpful and useful and got a couple of nuggets that you're going to pop into your top pocket and take with you, then maybe you feel that you could share it with somebody else, maybe somebody else who's connected to Rob or somebody who you know would appreciate some of the wisdom that he shares. I encourage you to share this episode, which is part of a growing library of podcast conversations with Yarra Old Grammarians. My name's Paul Joy, and on behalf of everyone at Yarra, thank you for being with us today. Thank you to those who have helped to put this program together and share it with you. From on behalf of the whole Yarra community, I want to wish you another day of inspiration where you head on out there into the challenges, the obstacles, the ups and the downs, the glamour and the struggle. Whatever comes your way today, do your best to make an impact, a positive impact. Be your best. Impact the world around you.